Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. And so we're going to do the scripture reading today, Pastor Mike and I. All right. Well, let's get started. We're going to go with Daniel 1. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put in the treasure house of his God. Small g, God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility. Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that, they were to enter the king's service. Among those were chosen were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names, to Daniel the name Balthasar, to Hananiah Shadrach, to Mishael Meshach, and to Azariah Abednego. But Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine, and he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel, but the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my lord the king who assigned your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Wow. Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test us for 10 days on a diet of Vegetables and water, Daniel. So everybody say 10. 10. What's our theme over here, Pastor Mike? 10 times. 10 times what? 10 times the smarter. 10 times times the wiser. 10 times the stronger. 10 times the blessing. 10 times the favor. 10 times forgiving. Higher, above, rise above. 10 times above. 10 times more creative. 10 times more anointed. Come on now. The 10, the number 10 is very significant. So he said, please test us for 10 days on a diet of vegetables and waters. Daniel said, at the end of the 10 days, see how we look compared to the other young men who are eating the king's food. While we're there, I might as well just say for 65, I think I look pretty young. But anyway, we'll leave it at that. Okay. I remember when I was a kid, I had a baby face and they always used to make fun of me that I look still young. So how many know, when you get older, how many know it works out better? Well, now you're not there yet, so when you get there, you'll understand, okay? (laughs) Then make your decisions in light of what to see, and the attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned to the king, and so after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of the food and wine provided for the others. Now, everybody, look at this here one. Come on, God, say with me, God gave these four young men an unusual aptitude for understanding. Let me just ask you a question. 
If God gave it then, how many know God can give it today? And look what this aptitude for understanding was in every aspect of what? Literature and wisdom. So guess what? In school, God gave them what, Pastor Mike? He gave them more wisdom, more knowledge, more desire to learn 10 times more than the other people. So unusual. Unusual. So that means if it's not, if it's unusual, it's not usual. That's right. So it's not normal in any way. Is that not right? That's right. And God gave it to them. So what are we going to do for our kids? What are we going to believe for this generation? What are we going to believe for that? That they're 10 times wiser. They're 10 times more bolder, 10 times more courageous, 10 times wiser in English. Amen. And in math and in science. Oh, don't all get so happy Come after that. And I can see people, yeah, you don't know my kids. You know, you know, you, you just, no, no, you don't know my God. Come on now. Because if you know our God, he Come gave on. an unusual appetite for understanding in every aspect over here. Glory to God. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the young men to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them. And no one impressed him as much as David, as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered, what did they enter? The royal service. And whenever the king consulted them in any matter requiring wisdom and balanced judgment, he found them, look at that, guys, come on. Ten times. Ten times more capable than any of the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. If you understand the culture of that their day, the main people that were the scholars, that were the learned ones of that day, were that group right over there, the magicians and the enchanter. They were very reverenced in that kingdom. They were very honored in that kingdom. They were paid and taken well in that kingdom. But then it says, Daniel remained in the royal service until the first year of the reign of King Cyrus. So, so ushers, I need some help over here. Pastor Mike, get the other one over there. Okay. And all the kids, come on. We got something for every one of you kids, okay? This isn't a luggage tag. This is a backpack tag. And it says on there, come on, 10 times. I mean, parents, you can use it for your luggage, but that ain't what it's all about. And we believe this with everything in me. You know, the Jews during the days of, uh, in the Old Testament, they used to actually have frontlets over there with little pouches that they would have, and they would have scriptural verses in there. We don't have time to develop what all those scripture verses from Deuteronomy were, but it was a reminder to keep the word in the forefront of their understanding. So do our children in the vernacular and the culture that we live in today, we're telling them, and we need the parents' agreement with you, that to see your kids 10 times wiser than all the others. You know, we believe this for our kids, and we've seen just uh, amazing things happen inside there. I remember when Pastor RJ uh, was growing up and stuff, and, and he got into the gifted child program from the first time that that started, and the youngest of ages went all the way through, and, and, and they couldn't give him enough assignments to keep him busy. They literally could not keep up because he just do everything that they had given him in those areas. And we've seen that flow in with our kids and that they have an ability. So we started taking that not just for, for our children, but also praying for the kids in the church. But how many know when parents say, ah, oh, you're stupid, uh, you don't know anything, and you're just, you know, how many know the parents, we need your agreement 
And we need you to be a man of faith and a woman of faith to start calling the things that be not as those those things already are and start seeing your kids the way God sees those kids because there's more potential, there's more grace. Come on now. There's more giftings, there's more creativity inside of this generation than all of our generations. Why? Because we believe in an excellent God with an excellent spirit that lives inside of us. Amen. Amen. I think we're ready. Let's go let's go get them for a few. That was awesome. I'm yeah, just do we need this? this? Yeah, we can bring it. We don't really need it, but we'll bring it anyway. Okay. Okay. It's all good. We don't, we don't, if you don't want to bring it, we don't yeah, need it. Yeah, let's just... Uh, right, let's do it. Let's, do it. let's just wing. Let's wing it? All right. Come so, on, wing. <laughs> I, I'm honored to be pre- preaching with Pastor Rick. He's a, a mentor of mine always, and um, the reason why I started coming to WCF is because when I heard Pastor Rick preach... And the anointing of God just was on him, and the Spirit just filled me up. And I just want to say thank you. And then can we Amen. just honor Pastor Rick and Kathy Amen. for their messages, always giving their whole heart. Thank you, Mike. Thank well, you. Well, ten times, ten times the blessing, ten times the favor, ten times the wiser. Now, now, when we read in Daniel 1, what happened was King Nebuchadnezzar came in Jerusalem and took over the Israelites, took over the king that was there. And it says that they took over King Jehoiakim. Now, King Jehoiakim is a man-made king. He's not God. And I want to tell kids on the rise that you are 10 times more favorable, 10 times more smarter, and all of us are because we are children of the Most High God. And I want to say that. With the man-made kings, they came and went and gone. But with our God, he will never leave. He will always be there. He'll never forsake us. He was always with us. So I don't want any of us, because you are 10 times more, not to fall into these new fads and these things that the world is calling good when it's actually it's sin. Not falling into the darkness when actually God wants us to walk in the light. So no more will we stand because, as Pastor Rick said, we are 10 times greater. And we need to get that inside of us. And we need to understand that God is blessing us and he's blessing our children. And we need to do our part and just keep encouraging them, keep reassuring them that you are 10 times. Don't you understand that this is man-made gods and man-made fads and sin and temptations will not get the best of you because you are 10 times above the rest. Not only is it your children, but it's also you. And God, the way he sees you, you're a lot smarter than you might think you are. Come on now. You know a whole lot more. And there's an area inside of your brain that you haven't even tapped in because the best of science tells us that, that, that the genius has hit about 11% of their brain. But you know what we're believing for you? For 12, if they can hit 11, then we believe for 12 for you, 13 for you, 14 for you, tapping in. And that little difference is what excellency means because it means it's the word hooper and bolas, and it means that which juts out. Out a little bit further than the norm, a little bit further than that's what is expected. Amen? Amen. So how many know Jesus had an excellent spirit on him, and the same spirit that raised him from the dead dwells in you. So if he had an excellent spirit, and Daniel had an excellent spirit, guess what? In Christ, you have an excellent spirit also. Amen? Amen. So what does that really mean? What is this all about? Well, you look at it in Daniel 6. It said Daniel was faithful. And he always was responsible and completely trustworthy. When you look at that in the Message Bible, Mike, it's amazing. It said he was totally exemplary 
and trustworthy. In other words, exemplary means a model that was there for imitation. A model was there for others to follow and for others to rise up. So not only was he exemplary, but he was trustworthy. And it said they could find no evidence of negligence or misconduct. So they finally gave up and said, we're never going to find anything against Daniel. How many would like people to say that about you? They give up. They can't find anything about this man's character, anything about his values, anything about the standards, anything he had. He was fair. He was just. He treated people with kindness. He was patient with people. He honored the authorities, Ariok, in his life. He honored the uh, Dan, uh, Daniel had, um, we, we know that the one that put him into the lion's den. We know that he understood authority and the principles. But it says, we're never going to find anything against this Daniel unless we can cook up something religious. In other words, going to try to find something with them, with this God and with the law. And we know that the law of the Medes and the Persians was there, that when the, the soundery, the trumpet sounded, and all the instruments played, then how many know they were to bow down? Yeah. Daniel wouldn't do it, Shadrach wouldn't do it, Meshach wouldn't do it, Abednego wouldn't do it, and how many know God showed up in the midst of the storm? Amen? You Let's know, go right uh, now. What I like what Pastor Rick just said, because in, in verse 3 it said, then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring into the king's service some of the Israelites from the royal family. Can I just take a little quick break, kids? You all are part of the royal family. family. Yeah. All of us are Come part on. of the royal family. Pastor Rick mentioned in first service, it's not his last name. It's not my last name. It's the blood of Jesus that That's makes right. us part of the royal family. So the enemy... The enemy, he wants to take us out because he sees us as part of the royal family. This is what he says. He goes, and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome. Come on, handsome. Showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. See, let's take it to the spiritual side just for a second. Because here, King Nebuchadnezzar is looking for handsome perfect people. And Pastor Rick just Come said, on. we have an excellency spirit inside right. of us. The devil knows this. So just like King Nebuchadnezzar was looking for those men, the devil wants to attack us because with Come the on. spirit of God, we are made whole, That's righteous, right. and perfect. And the devil doesn't like that. So he wants to assign you on his team because he knows what you got. And what you got is for the kingdom of God and for God himself. But the devil wants you to praise him and be excellent for him. And, 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 and the devil wants you to think what, that light is actually sin and darkness is actually good. But we are ten times above it. And then it goes on to say he was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. Of course he was. Because he wants him them to walk his way. And that's what the enemy wants. That's what the world wants. That's right. But us as children of God, as a royal bloodline, we are ten times greater. Ten times smarter to let the enemy come in and deceive us that way. And then he goes on and says, The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the right. king's table. They were to be trained for three years. And after that, they were to enter the king's, king's service. service. The enemy has an assignment for you. He's trying to feed you every different flavor on the table. But I love that Daniel will not let the enemy defile himself. He looked to God, he see God, and he understood already that he was 10 times greater than what the enemy had to offer. 
And until we have this mindset, until we have this understanding, these scriptures and the word of God are there for you and I to put our faith out there because so, faith is awakened by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we hear about this here, some of you maybe are in this here room and you're hearing it for the very first time. You mean my kids can be 10 times wiser? No, they can't just be. They already are. Amen. And so are you. Quit saying you're stupid. Quit saying you're dumb. Quit saying you always make the bad choice. Quit saying and start saying what God says about you because what God says is more real than what you even see about yourself. Amen. And when you rise on, up somebody. with the spirit of faith, listen, listen, this guy Daniel, the reason that he had an excellent spirit is because he understood the generational flow that came from his grandfather and from his father because there's generational faith, there's generational decrees, generational generational blessings, generational courage, generational mentoring, Come on. generational worship, generational uh, prosperity, generational freedom, generational power, generational generosity, generational passion, generational vision, generational servanthood, generational anointings, generational excellence, generational humility, generational ethics, generational integrity, generational prayers. Last Sunday night inside of here, there was a prayer for the generations to break and to get the grip of hell off of them and the grip of heaven on. And this morning I saw some of the prodigals already back in church, Amen. already Come back on. on their faces. Why? Because he's a generational God that wants to do something in your life, in your home, because he wants to visit the generation. It's never been the God of just Abraham, but of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob, and your fathers today. Why? Because when God looks at lineage, he sees generations working together, serving together in a spirit of grace and a spirit of humility. Woo! He is generational and each generation, every single day. One of the things why Daniel had this spirit of excellency and was 10 times greater is because Daniel recognized conviction. It says in, in right, right under, in verse 6, it says, uh, we'll go, let's go to verse 8 instead. It says, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself in this way. Another verse says, but Daniel proposed in his heart. He was determined. He was intent. He was set not to defile himself in the ways of the world or the enemy. See, Daniel let conviction come in. It wasn't just the outside. It wasn't just because of the outside things that he was letting take control of him. He didn't want it to take control of him on the inside. Because kids and guys, what do we talk about all the time? Christ comes in you and he wants to work inside of you so that you can work on the outside. outside. Good job, guys. Good thing you said something because I didn't want your parents thinking all we did was dance and eat sugar all day long. <laughs> but God is doing something on the inside. See, here's the thing I learned about conviction and about sin and about and, and, and why I didn't do things growing up. Because kids on the rise and family out there, I want it to become into your heart. He proposed come in on. his heart come that on. he will not allow something to come on the inside of him. Because when I was when I was younger, I had some things that I didn't do. For example, there were things that we didn't do because we knew of the consequences. We knew the dangers behind the consequences. We don't kill because most of the time because we don't want to go to jail. Maybe some of us don't smoke because we know the diseases that it can cause. 
the, the, and the, the heart pressure and all those things. We don't drink and drive because, because we know drinking and driving can lead to jail time or death or getting an accident, killing somebody else. And so some of those consequences, I get it, they're good. And I'm not saying that we should not follow, because follow, not do these things because of the consequences. But what I'm saying is we can't just allow the consequences to stop us from doing what God has called us to do. Because as you all know, the world comes up with safety nets. How many of you know that now we can get Uber or call somebody to drive us home when we're totally wasted and dr drugged up on drugs? Come on. Right? And those are safety nets. But Daniel let the convictions come in him. See, see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, can you hold this for a sec, Christopher, just a quick sec. I'm going to come on this side so the kids are looking there. I'm going to talk to you adults right now. When, 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 when it's sleepy time, sleepy time down there, I said sleepy time, and your wife says no to sleepy time. I did these, guys, just in case you didn't notice. Sleepy time. See, 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 what we need to do is have, have wisdom. That's right. We need to have wisdom because wisdom would tell us, wisdom would tell us, so she says, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the dishes, <clears throat> clean, do the housework, vacuum. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the kids lunch and breakfast. Now, 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 wisdom would probably get them doing their own breakfast and lunch. I, I had to learn that the hard way. And, 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 then, and then maybe she will say yes. That's wisdom and knowledge. See, God has given us knowledge and wisdom. Now, when she says yes, you'll probably be too tired and you'll probably be sleeping already. And you can't even hear her saying yes. In fact, I think that's a bad analogy it's on okay. that one. And we'll get back to that wisdom and knowledge later, and I'll come up with some better analogies for the kids, and you could just play along that. But, but, but how, how, about, how, about, how about sleepy time, and, 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 and you're not married. You get what I'm saying. You're not married, and it's sleepy time. And there's, there's, there's safety nets, precautions, safety things. You get what I'm saying about the safety things, right? That presents diseases and, and things that you don't want with these safety nets before you get married. So, so we don't have to worry sometimes about the consequences. So Daniel understood. Thank you, Christopher. Daniel understood. You know what? I want the conviction of the Lord upon me because then I will not defile my God. See, because maybe he could have picked and choose some of the food out there because this food's not bad, this food's not going to cause this, and I'll justify and, and make this one seem okay to do. And conviction is supposed to expose the darkness That's and right. sin, and conviction is supposed to say, I cannot do this evil against my Lord, and conviction will draw us closer to God. So if we want to be tempted, Ten times greater we got to let the conviction come in and not just focus on the consequences but let God's conviction truly come in us so that we can propose in our hearts that I will not defile my Lord amen great job we got one down and 14 more to go and we want to just talk I want all the kids to stand up for just a moment right now I just want to give you some, a little practical advice. You got, let's give God thanks for these kids. Aren't they beautiful? They're, you know, how, I don't know about you, but as a grandparent now with 16 of the grandkids and quite a few of them are over here and some of them are up there and, and I, I just, I mean, when I, when I see the energy in some of these kids, come on. And I mean, when they said jump in the house and my grandkids were the ones leading the way, okay? So uh, anyway, I just want to say something out there. What happened was, every one of those kids was smiling. Are you all there? 
And if we want excellency to break forth inside of us, not just as the ones that are smiling, but also the ones that are watching them, because everybody smile at your neighbor. Now, how many looked at you when you smiled at went like, hey? <laughs> no, no. Excellency is developed when you smile a lot. So you're thankful. You look at in the life of Daniel, he was grateful. He was appreciative. He respected his mom. He respected his dad. He respected authority. But here's another one that's very important is, especially the older ones that are here, some of you are going to be babysitting, uh, are doing it now or maybe in a few years. And I just want to use this as an example. The word that Daniel spoke about excellent means it goes a little bit further than what everybody else is doing, okay? In other words, when the coach says practice for 45 minutes and you practice for 45 minutes, but then when you get home, you practice another five, 10 more minutes. When your teacher says, this is what's required, you give a little bit more. When you're babysitting, you go into the homes and you clean the homes. You clean everything and once the kids go to bed, once the kids are asleep, you clean the kitchen, you vacuum, you do everything you can. And guess what, kids? You'll get more money. You'll get better tips. You'll get other people that want you to come to their house and watch their, come on, I'm just telling, this is, because it gives a little bit more than what's required. Now, I, and how many know that's with the parents also? So how do you do that? You set your watch five minutes early. Amen. What do you mean? You, some 15, okay? Okay, we won't go there this morning, but, but it, it's amazing uh, that when you give a little bit more than what's required and expected. When your mom and daddy, they tell you to do chores. Not only you do the chores, but you do them the first time. Mm, amen. They don't have to ask you two or three times and then get frustrated and then you get to get mad and, and all that. You just be the ones that do it. Do, I'll tell you what, you want, you want really blessings? You want better raises? Uh, uh, if you get a $2 allowance or $5 allowance, whatever it might be, you wanna make more? Then listen to me very carefully. Just do it without them even asking. Just do it without them even asking. And you know what? Kids are so receptive that they get a hold of it. Because this work ethic, even from the young age that you're at today, when you get older, you'll carry that same work ethic in wherever's that you go. And you don't just give them your time. You give them your heart. You put your heart and soul into it. And all I can say is I learned this here thing I honored my dad to the day he went. Come on. I honored my family. And I did everything that I could to try to make them happy, to bless them in any way that I could. But then that ethic carried on into the workplace. And I got bonuses and I got raises when nobody else was getting bonuses and raises. And everybody used to be jealous of why, why is he doing it for him? Why is he doing it for them? Because I never came in late. I never had excuses. I was always there. I can tell you there's been times up here ministering God's word that I was barfing my guts out in the back and I said, you know, I'm not staying, I'm not gonna keep my mouth shut. I'm going up there, period, I'm gonna preach. And I come out no matter how my body felt or no matter what was said, because I said, I refuse to give in. I refuse it and just did what I had to do. Can you all say amen? amen? 
left the stage, went out and barfed again. <laughs> but I, I'm not trying to be ignorant, but I'm just saying is our lives oftentimes are characterized. So young people and all of us that are here, let's be the best on the job. Let's be the best employees. Let's be the best employers. Come on now. Let's be the best in whatever it is that we can for God. Because that's what excellency is. These were not Christians that Daniel, Shad, Meshach, and Abednego were serving. They were not Christians at all. But they showed their Christian life and God touched the whole generation. Right. And the reason they did that, family, come on, somebody give it up. That was... Amen. The reason they did that, you kids, can they be seated, Pastor? Rick, yeah, they can moment? be seated. Yeah, oh yeah. The reason they did that, you guys can be seated if you want. The reason he, they did that, uh, Daniel and, and, and the other three, is because they were doing it unto the Lord. It was an inside job. See, Daniel prayed. Meshach, Abednego, and um, Shadrach, they were praying when times were getting tough. Like Pastor Rick said, they were in a foreign place. This world is not ours, but we are in it. And they were praying, and they were letting the Lord God come in. See, they were kept praying. One of the ways to have this excellency spirit and to be ten times higher is praying. Because when you pray, what happens? You start including God. And when you That's include right. God, there comes the wisdom, there comes the knowledge. You start becoming fully loaded. How many of you know when you buy a car? I, I haven't really experienced this because I haven't bought a car that was fully loaded. But it's got the air conditioning coming up your back, the heated steering wheel. I hear it's all nice. I don't have it. I'm cool, though. I'm cool with it. Because everything we do, we do for the Lord. So that's why Daniel had an excellency spirit. See, in my household, I married Jen, and she's fully loaded. She does all the cleaning. She does all the cooking. She, she's beautiful. She's smart. She, from the inside out, when she married me, I'm somewhat fully loaded. I don't do the cooking. I don't do the cleaning. I, no, I actually do. I'm just, I'm just playing. Please don't think that my wife does everything. I actually clean the bathroom sometimes. No, most of the time. All the time, actually. Well, 99.5%. Okay, I'm just going. So, okay. so Daniel had an excellency spirit, but he had the wisdom and knowledge. See, see, kids, kids, see, I talked to your daddies and mommies about wisdom, but this is what, what knowledge and wisdom is. See, knowledge, knowledge is when you see a red light, you understand that it's a red light, but wisdom is putting your foot on the brake. Knowledge, Application. knowledge is, is when you see the quicksand, Wisdom is you're going to walk around the quicksand. You adults, remember sleepy time? <laughs> knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge, you understand? She said no. Wisdom, you're going to maybe help out a little bit more in hopes. I said in hopes. Because it always doesn't come to pass. God is a patient God. And he maybe likes to laugh with us a little bit and have fun with us a little bit. But sometimes she won't say no. And it may be a test. But Daniel went through so many tests. And test after test, he kept rising above 10 times, times higher, higher or more. 10 times. That's Ten how times. we see every one of you here. 10 times smarter. 10 times wiser. 10 times more more generous, 10 times more than anything that this world has. Why? Because we're kingdom people. Amen? Amen. We're a royal family, and there's Amen. royal blood that's Amen. flowing through our veins. Amen. You know, we want to give our condolences right here to Patrick and Tiffany on the passing of Tiffany. Can you guys just stand for a moment? We just love you guys. Hey, watch us by live stream every week from over in Europe, and uh, we just love the two, and our condolences on the passing of mom. 
And we just so appreciate the two of you guys. You've been such an encouragement and inspiration to us personally here. And also to Andrew Barneski and his fiancee, Julie Guerin. Are they also with us today? All the children of the passing of Andrew's father. Are they with us in this service or was it the first one? We want to give our condolences also to them and appreciate all their love and help and got to know Andrew very well on the last encounter. And by the way, encounters are coming up. Amen. And you're going to hear testimonies today of one of the young men that his life was changed on an encounter eight months back and really just his whole life has been different, been free. And that's what God wants to do. Amen. Amen. And so it's coming up in just a couple weeks time. And we just encourage every adult, every uh, teenager that's here, you be a part of those encounter weekends. And if you're here new in the church and it's uh, real new to you, this is your first encounter then WCF subsidizes and we charge $40 because all the rest is 80. But for the first one, for the new people, we do it for 40 and we just put it in there because we believe in you and want to put things into your life. There'll be a blessing. We make no money on these here things. We invest into your lives. All the team volunteers their time to come in, including myself. And so we just want to be there for you to connect with you. And that's just in a couple of weeks and you can go to the visitor's room. And I think, Mike, I think we're ready to do the drama. testimonies, eh? But they can receive this morning's... Receive. And then while they receive, maybe we could do the drama, if that's okay. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Did you see that, that drama was, in the first great. one? Actually, this is one of it, my... It was really good. It was so good, man. My, my ADD, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Ushers, okay. You can receive the, this morning's tithes and offerings. Amen? If you need an envelope, feel free to take one. And uh, if you're making out checks, kindly make them out, if you will, to WCF. And hey, listen, we just want to say thank you to each one of you and your generosity and, and uh, just what you have done and, and, and making what we're doing over here easy, making what you're doing in the vision, believing God and putting our faith out there because you're just an incredible group of people that is here. Amen. Amen? Amen. So 10 times, amen? Ten times. So if everybody gave 10 times on their giving, we'd be all right. Wow, <laughs> 10 times. Okay. Okay, so thank you again in advance. And they're going to act this one out. It's going to bless you. Get ready, kids. Get ready, all of you, 10 times. I'm not going back to school ever. Shh. Oh, please, kid. How hard can it be? Hard enough. Yeah, what grade are you in? Like, two? Four. Shh. Well, just wait till you get to high school. Only one week in, and I've already got three assignments. I'll do next week. Don't tell me your problems. Don't be so rude. You're rude. No, you're very rude. I am not. You are so I said be quiet. Both of you, step up here. You, why you not want to go back to school? It's too hard. Hard? You don't know hard. Gary DeLamo was pinata. Kids would hit me with a stick for candy. Now that was hard. Soon I became Gary the Llama Librarian. So you quit. No, I retired. Big difference. And you, you don't think you have the brains to finish three assignments in one week? Well, I don't see how I'm so- <laughs> Now both of you, repeat after me. Well, I am young, going to school is my job. I said repeat. While I'm young, going to school is my job. I am very serious about my schoolwork. I am very serious about my schoolwork. I pay close attention. I complete all my assignments. 
I pay close attention. I complete all my assignments. I make up my mind to learn all that I can. I make up my mind to learn all that I can. School is fun and enjoyable as long as I'm doing my best. School is fun and enjoyable as long as I'm doing my best. I will earn rewards in later years by putting forth my best efforts now. I will earn rewards in later years by putting forth my best efforts now. Good. Now take this off my ear. Just take it. What is it? This is a reminder of who you are. You are ten times stronger. You are ten times wiser. You are a child of God, and you can do it. Now step up. Be all that God has made you to be. Cool. Thanks, Gary. No problem. No, man, I got a three-hour lecture with a prof whose accent is as thick as peanut butter. Man, this is insane! Accents are cool! Shh! Sorry. No, I have to, co I have to take this course, man, and they're, they're not offering it by anybody else. Shoot, man, I, I am so messed! Shh! What? Why are you shushing me? I'm having a moment here. Yo! Over there! On the steps! Step up here for a moment! You, yes, you! I'm gonna call you back. I think a llama is calling me? Not just any llama! Gary the llama librarian! Skit is over. We're done. <laughs> that was awesome. I love that skit. Well, at this time now, we, as you all know, we had um, summer camp two weeks ago, around two weeks ago. We had the young adults reach and the youth to stand. We did summer camp together, and it was a great time. They were just blessed, the youth and the reach, and, 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 and God came in, did a stirring, did a revival. God spoke to each and every one of their hearts. So at this time, I would like to introduce four uh, youth that we called up to give a little quick testimony about what happened and their experience at camp. So if we can have, give them a round of applause, welcome them up here. All right. Yeah. Chris, okay, everybody, oh, you want the, Michelle wants the podium. She is a preacher at heart. This is, everybody, can you give it up for Christopher? Waiting for. Kids are amazing. Kids are amazing. They amazing. Are. Just, uh, I don't know about you, I'm just blessed by their stories. Come on. Uh, how many need to hear 99.9? .9? How many say that other percent? Come on. And so what we're going to do right now is, and first of all, I just got to say to the, the young children, you guys have been amazing today. Come on. I mean, they've been just... I know the younger ones are in their rooms, but uh, I'm just so thankful for the ones that are here right now and all the teachers and leaders. But what I want to state to everybody is we can't do what we're doing without you. Amen. And we couldn't do it without the parents that bring the kids to you, to, to reach into um, the stand. What do they call it? The stand. We couldn't do it without that. We couldn't run it. We have uh, almost over 700 this morning we're already signed up for the Helps Banquet. 
the volunteer appreciation already, already signed. And if you haven't, if you haven't, you need to go there and you're, you're actively involved in helps. Just go to the information. This will be the last day to sign up. They're expecting 800 that's going to be there out of the thousand volunteers that we have. So we're very thankful for all of them, but we couldn't do it without all the youth workers, all the children's workers, all the leaders, and we couldn't do it without all the greeters, and we do everything here, we believe, with the spirit of excellence, amen? So the Bible teaches us that let the communication of my faith be effectual as I acknowledge every good thing that is in me. That goes into your children, your grandchildren, your family, every good thing that's in Christ Jesus. And so everybody stand up, if you will, right now, and please don't run out of the service. We still have time. And I want all the young people that's up here, and I want all the college, university students, all the ones that are not down here, I want them all to come up here also. And I want you guys to line up. Come on over here. Come on over here, right next to one another, right over here. And we're going to go all the way down the sides over here, all the way down that side. Single file. So Mike, just help him in there. Melissa, Tracy, single file all the way down. So we have plenty of room. Single file all the way across. We got all the way to this here wall, all the wall. So, so just hold the hands of the one next to you. Single file. Just workers, just help all the way. Stretch them all the way out. Stretch them all the way out. Put your hands like that. Because we're going to get everybody up here praying for you. We want all the university, college, and senior high school that are not here to come up here. We're going to lay our hands on you. So just stretch them all the way out. We're doing great. We're doing great. All the university, college, all you guys come up here. Let's give God thanks for all them. These amazing ones that are here. One of my armor bearers is going back to school. His company's done so well. They're sending him back for the next two years. And so, you know, and he's in his 40s, so it's just amazing that we're seeing people with the desire to learn and understand. Now, this is what we need. This is huge, and I know it looks a little chaotic, but it's really not. So if we could just stretch them all out, stretch them all the way out. We got all the way room to that wall there and all the way room to that wall. But all the seniors come up here on the stage, and we're going to pray, Michael, myself, RG, and some others. But I want all of the pastors, the board, the elders, the leaders, department heads, all to come up or as well as my mentor group on Sundays, as well as all the youth leaders, all the reach leaders. I want you all to come up here and to get ready. We're going to make declarations over the children right now. So all of them, all the teachers, all the ones in the School of Vision, way to go, kid. You're like me. I love it. It's just energy. Amen. And we're going to pray and we're going to lay hands. And then what we'd like is all the parents to come up and the grandparents to come up and to lay hands on your children and your grandchildren today. And we want it to become a family thing for you today. And we're going to make these declarations together. Uh, Brian, I need my iPad if I can. I got some stuff in there uh, on my iPad. If I could have that. Oh, here it is. Thank you. And so everybody, uh, get in front of these children. Let's all get here and let's start praying over them. All my leaders, come on down here, wherever you're at. Just come on down. All the parents and grandkids, get behind yours. And let's start laying hands upon them right now. And let's say this together. My children and my grandchildren are making Jesus number one and giving God's word final authority in their lives. Every day they are making the right choices for their future in their school, for their careers, and for their family. 
to succeed, to prosper, and to break out. They are not rebellious. They are not rebellious. They are not rebellious. They are not obstinate. They are teachable. They're open to correction. They learn from their mistakes the first time around. They are neat. They are clean. They are tidy. They are not pack rats. They are disciplined. Disciplined in their studies. Disciplined in their prayer. Discipline in their works. Discipline in their chores. They're trustworthy. And they bring honor to their parents and family. They are kind. They are compassionate. Caring and loving. They grow daily in wisdom, knowledge, understanding as they apply God's word to their lives. Our children, the generations, they walk in the fear of God with the highest respect. They stand up for the weak, for the oppressed, for the bullied, and they help wherever there is a need. They hear and act on the word of God. They are responsible students citizens of the community they're sensitive to the leading of the spirit and they avoid evil they pursue righteousness and we thank you Lord that you're protecting them wherever they go and revealing your purpose for their lives they are ten times wiser than the children of this world They are 10 times more adaptable, 10 times more caring, 10 times more brilliant, 10 times more creative. In Jesus' name. Now to the parents after, we have these cards for every one of you with the prayer that we just prayed. Now begin to pray for those children right now. Begin to release your faith. Uh, Parents, grandchildren, grandparents, aunts, uncles that are all up here. Begin to lay hands on them and begin to speak over your children. Begin to pray the known will of God. We need some leaders up here, RJ and Mary, to help us with the college ones up here. Jen and them, come on right up here. Father, I thank you. These children are amazing. These teenagers, these young adults, they're amazing. I thank you that what has been in the past a struggle for learning, I thank you that it's not going to be a struggle any longer. I thank you, Father God, it's going to be a piece of cake. I thank you that they're brilliant, they're good looking, they're intelligent. And Lord God, what used to be a struggle is going to become easy for them. Father, I thank you that they are 10 times wiser and that you're opening up their learning capacity. You're opening up their understanding. I thank you, Lord God, that they are brilliant. I thank you that they will solve the problems of the day and hour. I thank you that they will have witty ideas. They will be the inventors of the hour. They will find uh, cures. They will find healing. They will find deliverance from many of the oppressed, but also the societal problems that are there because we're pulling on them today. And they are 10 times more wiser. 
10 times. We see it in them, Father. We bless them today. We thank you that they are unified in heart. We thank you, Lord, that spirit, soul, and body, they are one before you. We thank you, Lord, that the poles and the lures of the kingdom of darkness will not have any room and advance in their lives. But we thank you that the poles of heaven will be released upon their hearts. And we thank you that they will be led by the Spirit. Creative juices will flow in them and through them. We thank you for a spirit of honor upon them today in the name and the authority of Jesus. And we tell the grip of heaven to get off of every one of these children. We scatter your assignments off of them, off of our teenagers, off of our young adults, off of the parents. We scatter and shatter each one by the blood of the cross of Christ. And we bind them to the mind of God, to the voice of God, to the open heavens, to the leading of the Spirit, to the brooding of the Spirit, to the moving of the Spirit over their lives. And thank you that even as Samuel from a young age heard the voice of God, so they will hear the voice of God. They will not conform to the world's practices, to the world's dress codes, to the world's ways, but they will be different. They will be godly. They will be wholesome. And we thank you, Lord God, for even now picking the perfect mate for them in the years to come. For every woman, we thank you for the man that you have for their life in the years and days to come. For every woman, every man's going to have the man, and every man's going to have that woman. We just speak life over them now, in protection over them, and command the blood of Jesus over their future, and their dreams, and their hopes, and aspirations. Father, we decree that from this day forward, there's going to be a shift of everything of hell off of them. And they're not going to say any longer they're stupid. They're not going to say any longer that they're dummies. They're not going to say any longer, why can't I be like this? Or why can't I be like that? But they are going to develop the gift that you've given to them and excel on every front that together we can bring honor to you in Jesus' name. And everybody agreed, said. Now again, to all the parents, we have cards for you with those prayers. Listen to the last assignment. Tonight in this room, we prayed last week for prodigals. In all my years in prayer meetings, I've not seen anything quite like it. It went by two hours like nothing. But if you could come for an hour, come for two hours, but bring your family. Bring them. They're going to be opening it up. They're going to be praying for them. We're going to do rapid fire. We're going to do small group prayers. We're going to be praying. We had 136 that came out for the long weekend, unparalleled, unprecedented for the whole summer. But tonight, this is the ones we're going to be focusing in on. If you want to bring out your neighbor's kids, you bring them out because this is where it's going to be tonight.